I'm Ben, and I've uh, been lucky enough to grow a bit of a following online to over 200,000 people now. I'm Francis, and I'm trying to do the same. And we're sharing our journeys in creating content, building audiences, and to eventually trying to make a living from it. And in this episode, we're talking about dun, 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 AI, right? How scared we are about it, how scared we're not about it, and uh, some actionable things to think about in the future, in the future of the AI art or just the AI space in general, right? So there's some interesting stuff if you're concerned about AI art. I think this might uh, hopefully put your mind at ease. Or not. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) But probably will. (laughs) Enjoy. All right, everyone. We regret to inform you that we have to quit our creative jobs. What? Yeah. I don't know if you've been thinking the same thing, but AI, it's, uh, it's all over. It's over. Yep. We've got to get labouring jobs. Okay. What are you going to become? Carpenter. Carpenter? Yeah. What carpenting experience do you have, Ben? My dad does woodwork. All right. So you're pretty set. Yeah. So I should be okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, for the rest of us who are going to get our jobs taken over by AI overlords, what hope is there for us? None. None. No. Joking. (laughs) Yeah, so this episode, I guess we'll just have a off-the-cuff conversation about AI. Yeah. Because uh, at least for me, whenever I hear someone saying that this is how the future is going to be or this is exactly what's going to happen, shut the fuck up. No one knows. (laughs) You don't know. I don't know. So it's this is just take this as a conversation between two friends be a fly on the wall as we explore our thoughts and feelings around the whole AI kind of thing. Mm. And from this intro, you can probably gather that we're not super duper concerned about it. I'm not concerned. No. I don't know if I should be concerned. Yeah, it's kind of that. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think I need to be concerned. No. I feel like this is just kind of the way that technology progresses over time. Mm. You know, a lot of jobs become easier to do. Because we develop technology for them to become easier to do. And, yeah. You know, people just become more productive. Mm-hmm. And whether it's AI or whatever thing, you know, really like if you think about art, you know, photography was supposed to kill art. Yeah, there are parallels to between that. And encoding, you know, outsourcing was supposed to kill programming. Yeah. You know, and that's going to be interesting with this conversation because Francis has a technical background. Yeah. And he's going to be coming from it from that side of things. I'll be coming from it from the sort of art, digital art kind of side of things as well. So we sort of get different perspectives on it because there's this thing that's come out recently called Chat GPT, mm-hmm. which I've, because I'm on both sides of the fence, I've, I love the tech side of things and I love the art sort of things, like tech from like the coding standpoint. A lot of developers, just like how artists were a couple of months ago or still today, they're like, oh, it's going to take our jobs. Mm-hmm. It's going to, there's going to be no more developer jobs because you can literally write into this chat GPT thing. I did it the other day. Write me a to-do app using JavaScript and it did it in two seconds. So uh, you just copy and paste the code and it's cool. You got a to-do list app, mm-hmm. right? That, that's at, at a very base level, but you can basically write it in this chat GPT thing and it spits out not just the code itself, but an explanation of why it's doing certain things. Mm. And uh, it's kind of like the way I see that, the chat GPT thing sort of quote-unquote disrupting 
the the industry is it's going to be a better Google search. Mm. I think I think Google's got something to contend with. I guess that's where I see that going. But anyway, from just to give you a bit of a heads up as to where we're coming from, yeah, both our both our sides. And I guess yeah, like you mentioned before, this is our opinion. You know, yeah, and it, right. this is all subject to change. Yeah, we might swing one way today and then go another way in a few months or years time or we just double down on what we think as i said it's just a conversation we don't know no one knows but yeah we've got some th- i've got some thoughts on it i'm sure you've got some thoughts on it i think you need to get ready to record your apology video ben i know <laughs> <laughs> start re- we'll start recording it after this cause it's coming that's it <laughs> And then AI is going to transcribe that. Yeah, the AI will is write it, the video for you. They'll me. just do it like an animated version of me saying it so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, even more so than art, because art is at least it's, you know, two-dimensional, it's pixels, it's a bit more involved, but it's kind of already doing stuff in the writing realm, in the code realm. Yeah. So those, those industries you could even say are at more at risk, maybe. Yeah, but it's almost it's that's the thing. I think if you're in any one, that's why I, I feel privileged at least to be able to see a little bit of either side mm-hmm. of the thing from the technical side and the art side. You can feel pretty siloed mm-hmm. if you're in a particular industry and it's like, oh, it's attacking us. I almost feel like the AI art was kind of like a byproduct. It wasn't the original like initial intention. Mm. It was just like, oh, it can do this kind of thing, and then it just sort of ran like people ran with it. Because mm. it was a kind of I don't uh, I don't think it was necessarily an intention of AI developers to be like we're going to target artists or we're going to target writers or we're going to target developers. It's just like it's kind of just what's happened. Mm. It can start. It can do these things, but it can feel like it's more of like an attack. I guess you could say if you think of it like that i don't think of it necessarily like that but there is a, there are, there are some copyright things with the ai art stuff which i don't agree with mm. and it's a definitely a, a very valid argument and if i was a, a studio like a large studio i wouldn't touch the stuff with a 10 foot pole mm-hmm. at least at this stage so there's that but yeah it's not just art and it's not just development it's not just writers i mean writers were probably the mo- the, the first ones to take note of this because mm. it was I feel like that was one of the first things where it got pretty damn close because I remember us playing around with it yeah like a year ago or so yeah yeah it was the first iteration that was public or something mm-hmm. where we were just blown away like holy shit this is where like we're going to do marketing copy and mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff for our, for our tech company and it was amazing yeah, it was. You could do weird things like a random podcast transcript between like, you know, like Joe Rogan and <laughs> yeah, we did that. some random person, you know. Yeah, that was like dead. I think it was like uh, Joe Rogan and like, I don't know, I can't remember who it was, like Joe Rogan like Steve Jobs or like Elvis. Or it was some yeah. really obscure kind of thing and it felt Somewhat legit. believable. Yeah. yeah. But the stuff that you got coming out today, night and day mm. pretty much of what it was doing, like it's kind of, uh, maybe not. But it's, it's getting it's getting better. Yeah, the, it's definitely getting better. I guess the models are getting more usable because mm. I think at the core of the technology is kind of the same. Because one of the problems they were having, you know, whenever they release like a new chatbot or a new AI into the internet, somehow it becomes like you know super racist 
almost immediately. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff they've done recently so that, you know, with this chat GPT thing, so that it doesn't spit out answers which are offensive in that way or yeah. whatever, right? I don't think it's doing any like online learning, I think is the term, where it's learning from the inputs that are being fed in right now. Yeah. That's my impression. Yeah. So I think what happens with a lot of these models is that they are trained on a data set that has been collected. Mm -hmm. This GPT-1 is basically like a bunch of text. If you have some text as the prompt, it predicts what the next text is. Mm. And same with this art AI stuff. Basically, they've trained, you know, the alt text. When you hover over an image on the internet, yep. sometimes someone's written alt text. Yeah. They're basically like trained like, okay, if you have an image of this, this is what we predict the alt text is going to be or vice versa, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. And this has been kind of trained one time and that model has been built one time. Mm -hmm. So when you're prompting it, you're not really retraining it. I think that's a big misconception. Yeah. People like you feel you're feeding it with all these prompts and it's just going to keep like degrad, or it's just going to be feeding itself kind yeah. of thing. And I think that's a bit of a misconception. Yeah. That's at least one as I've far heard. as we, yeah. Yeah. There's that one. And then there's also the misconception that it's kind of like learning from trends or something like that. Yeah. But it's not doing that. You can kind of steer the models with new data. Mm. to kind of output certain things that are more a certain way. Mm. Like you can see that with this stable diffusion stuff, people are making particular models for like realistic photographs or for you know, yeah. profile. The big one in the indie hacker culture right now is the profile picture yeah. generator. Yeah. So there are a lot of misconceptions, I think, mm. in this area. I guess in some way they probably are using copyrighted images in the training data if they are just scraping I was gonna ask the that. internet. Like where, where, where are you at with the, not even legality, because I think that's so much, I think it's such a new thing. Yeah. But it's like there's no, oh, fuck, I don't know, yeah. where does that land? But like from an ethical standpoint, where do you? I'm not sure. I think yeah. there's definitely a case to be made. And, you know, we're not lawyers. This isn't legal advice. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> but, um, I think there's definitely a case to be made where you, if you're training things on copyrighted images mm. and it copyrighted data is in your training set, then, you know, that might be a little iffy. Mm. But at the same time, you know, if you think about how humans train art, you know, you are looking at copyrighted art all the time, mm. right? And then you're doing your own spin on it, you know, you're synthesizing in your head and then that becomes part of your style. Yeah. And then you'll generate a piece of work which has influences from copyrighted work. Yeah. Does that mean that you have to attribute all the learnings that you've had in the past? Probably yeah. not. But then again, an AI isn't a human, so it has you know there are different standards. Yeah, I can see that argument, but I think a lot of the pushback on that is that they're training the model with copyrighted material mm. that others are using to profit or will eventually use to profit from. Mm. So it's not just the output necessarily, but it's like what they're using the output for, or like they're basically saying, okay, we you've used at a high level, you've used all this copyrighted material to feed your model that eventually you're going to make a shit ton of money off of. Mm. And that's the issue. Mm -hmm. That's one of the issues that they're, that they've, um, that people are, people are concerned about. For me, I don't agree with it, but I see it almost like it's not the same mechanism or the same situation, but say like LimeWire mm. and musicians back in the day or, like, uh, what was it, Napster? Mm -hmm. Like, 
yeah, the music artists weren't happy about that. Sure as shit, but it's happened. It's mm-hmm. happening, you know. So I don't think it's bad or unuseful to actually state your case against the unethical stuff, say, mm-hmm. for example, like the copyrighted material, 100%. Mm. But there's no use burying your head in the sand yeah. and pretending that it's A, doesn't exist, or B, you wish it didn't exist, or mm-hmm. C, that you should go against it. Mm. Like it's just that you don't have to use it. No one's forcing you to use it. Let's say from the artist perspective, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I'm seeing, one, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing content-wise is fear-mongering, mm-hmm. right? Because you know what? That gets clicks, which equals money, mm-hmm. right? Now, this podcast episode is definitely not one of those ones. We're not trying to clickbait the shit out of you and be like, oh, is it going to ruin? Actually, I don't know what the title of it is. I don't, I don't want to make any yet. promises. <laughs> we'll get you in and then reassure you. <laughs> but I think, you've got, one, you've got to take that into account mm-hmm. when you're looking at all this stuff and the media is going to skew towards the highest uh, reaction, yeah. which is going to be polarizing. It's going to be like, is this the end for artists mm-hmm. or digital artists or whatever? Yeah, that one thing to take into account. Another is a lot of the fear that I think I'm seeing online is from like, oh, where's all the jobs going to go? Mm-hmm. Are the big studios just going to ditch the art team mm-hmm. and just have an AI and maybe like an art director and just prompt the living shit out of it? I've never worked in a studio, so I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. Interestingly enough, I talked to uh, some industry experts last night mm-hmm. about the whole AI thing. Uh, I was talking to some people from CDW Studios here in Adelaide. The consensus was, look, it's got to be a pretty bloody big studio for you to be in that studio and only do one specific thing, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you've got to be somewhat of a jack of all trades. This Mm. is all just what like hearsay. I've never worked in a studio, so I don't know. So the risk of that one vertical going away I guess is there if it's this one particular type of artwork and that kind of thing. But it's like a somewhat rare from what I was gathering that it's mm-hmm. like that you're going to ever be needed just to do one particular thing, mm-hmm. right, which an AR might be good at. It mm-hmm. might be good at. Uh, one thing that I see that it's pretty good at is doing these like what I call quintessential concept art environments. It's just very like obscure, almost abstracty sort of like sci-fi environments Mm -hmm. right that might be one piece of the puzzle that you might iterate on or you might start off with that and then you continue to sort of go through and iterate there are jobs that might be lost i'm sure there will be like Mm -hmm. some very specific niche jobs that might be lost there might be more that might be lost but for me personally i think to mitigate against that fear of again i don't know I, i can't read the future but i think having a diversified skill set even from conversations i was having last night is going to make you more valuable to a studio but even more so personally i think from my my opinion could be more valuable to yourself Mm. if you're looking to build your own thing right i mean we can get into what we think is like the quote unquote solution or something to mitigate against the risk of ai taking your your job a little bit later but that's kind of a little anecdote from the graduation ceremony or thing that I went mm. to last night, which was which was interesting. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things that's going to have to change is you have to not see yourself as kind of like a replaceable artist. 
mm. or like in my case, a replaceable programmer, mm. you know, because this has kind of happened in programming already. Then there's this big fear that, you know, why would you pay someone, you know, a hundred bucks an hour in, you know, one of these Western countries, mm. um, like Australia, US, whatever, where the labor price is so high when mm. you can go to like, you know, India, Indonesia or whatever, pay someone like 10, 15 bucks an hour mm. and do that instead. Yeah. And that's kind of like this whole outsourcing thing that's been a thing. And then even now with things like GitHub Copilot, which kind of helps you code, you know, you can write some code and then it filters it in the rest. It's like autocomplete on fucking steroids. <laughs> yeah, it works quite well. Yeah. Um, and there's ChatGPT where you can prompt it to give you mm-hmm. what code you want and it'll print out the code. Yeah. Uh, and then you can just copy and paste it into your- Yeah. And it's pretty, I'd say like 95% of the time, it's even more than that. It's pretty decent. Yeah. What it's spitting out. Yeah. And- if you were just a programmer that was just spitting out code like that, like you might have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like a lot of companies, I think, want more than just programmers. You know, at the end of the day, companies exist to provide value and to solve problems, mm. you know, to provide solutions for other people, businesses, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really the main thing. You being a programmer, they want you to program, but at the end of the day, they want you to provide solutions for other people. Not yeah. just write code, you know, yeah. more than that. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the same in studios. You know, you're not just an artist. You're someone that's helping move forward the project. Yeah. You no. Know? Creating the story, the character, like figuring out how to, um, yeah, you're a problem solver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Artists are problem solvers. I don't think many artists see themselves as that way. Yeah. At least none that haven't worked in the industry yet or mm. that kind of thing. I think it's, um, yeah. In any basically creative industry, if you th- if you can even go like macro with this, mm. any job, yeah, the problems will change, right? What's the the problem of a carpenter? What problem are they solving? Well, they need to build shit, mm. right? Out of wood, yeah, <laughs> and that's and they so they solve that problem by building the shit out of wood. Yeah, so it's if you start thinking in, in those terms, I think it starts to become clear that, yeah, okay, maybe the AI can actually help with certain slices of this problem-solving mm. process mm-hmm. and maybe one day it solves the whole problem. Maybe. But, I mean, that's another part of the conversation, I think. Then mm. what? Because we can slice it up at the moment. Like, I say I was concerned, like super concerned about AI, right? Mm-hmm. And... I'm looking at the stuff coming out now. I don't think there's really any point looking at the stuff coming out now. You want to think about the future, the next mm. two, three, four, five years, right? What is it going to look like? I don't care that the AI can't can't produce hands mm. now because it's going to learn how to do that mm-hmm. soon. So then what? What's Say that we're both really concerned and we think it's going to take our jobs. Mm-hmm. What would you do about it? Well, I would just complain on the internet for a while. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then do that a bit more and then hopefully the problem will go away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But what would I do? Yeah. I mean, I would would adapt, man. Like, I feel like no no matter what happens, there are things that I can control, things that I can't control. And, you know, the AI to me, it's like the weather, you know, it's going to improve. It's going to, you don't know what it's going to do. You have no control over it. You know, we can try and do rain dances or whatever. It doesn't, we can think that it's working. It doesn't really work. Yeah. But, and I don't know if that's something that's 
just because of how we think, because we're very, you know. Do your own thing. Yeah, do your own thing. I'm going to say entrepreneurial, even though we don't like the word. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see ourselves as being siloed as certain, you know, as a programmer or as a no. artist. Yeah. You know, we feel like we are more than that. Yeah. You know? We've got a very diversified skill set. Yeah. Just in our own niche. Yeah. It sort of goes outside, like we're teaching ourselves how to communicate. Yeah. Over this medium, right? Build mm-hmm. our own brand through this, do marketing, do content creation, which is something that I, I think personally is going to become more and more valuable mm. in the creative fields, whether it be writing, development, uh, art. Well, I think one of the reasons that it's going to be more important is because it's a much more personal connection you're building, mm-hmm. right? It's like because you have an audience. Mm-hmm. And you're connecting with that audience. Yeah. AI can't do that. No. Well, maybe in some weird circumstances it can. Yeah. You have like these AI accounts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like the anime girls and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 But like, you know, you're banned like an AI can't replicate all facets of you. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, no. <laughs> 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 Otherwise your girlfriend wouldn't be happy. But there you go. <laughs> um Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you're, you're more than that. And I think one of the fears that I am hearing is mm. that for the entry-level artists getting into the industry, mm. they might have a bit more trouble. Yeah. And I think that might be true. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're an entry-level artist or entry-level anything, you kind of are like it's a monkey, anyway. you know, in a way. Yeah. You're just tasked with a certain thing. Mm. And I haven't thought too much on the solution about this, but what do you think? What do you think about these entry-level jobs? Because I do think there's going to be kind of a, a redistribution of the jobs, as there always is yeah. when new technology comes out. Mm. You know, these more menial tasks, they get kind of automated away. Yep. And then people who can do more, they get more of the gains. So yeah. I think it does become a bit more lopsided, Yep. the distribution. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't know. Again, I don't know. These yeah. are these are just thoughts off the top of my head. They can be completely wrong. But let's say these types are not menial, but like the not even lower level. Like there's not even a, a gauge for the type of sort of work I'm thinking about. But for example, people that are just uh, they're starting out and they want to get commissions, mm. right? And they're 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 learning. They're still. I mean, we're all learning, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm never going to stop learning, but. They're, they're not quite at the level yet that maybe a studio is going to hire them or what, but they're just trying to build their skills and they're trying to sort of get some money on the side with a bit of freelance work. Mm-hmm. That may be one of the the first things that might be impacted a little bit mm-hmm. unless you've got people that like you for you and want to support you and they like your work. But there's going to be people that want a book cover that may have had to hire an illustrator or a an entry-level sort of artist, mm. whereas now they might just throw in a prompt and they'll be like, oh, it's good enough mm-hmm. sort of thing. But in saying this, this might even be a good thing because it weeds out the shit clients yeah. that don't value. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like if you, would you actually want to be work, like doing a freelance gig for someone that is happy with just is good enough? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's – so there's positives and negatives to it, but – Say for the entry-level artists, I think there's going to be a need to rapidly 
increase your skill like like fast like not take as long to sort of develop the skills needed to get up to a certain level like i think mm. that like I've, I've always thought there's a faster like a, a more efficient way let's say mm-hmm. to get the fundamentals down to then be able to express yourself in the way that you want to if mm-hmm. that makes sense so i think that's going to be important not sort of uh I don't even know how to put it, just meandering around and trying bits and pieces and I'll do a little bit of freelance work. So, all right, I've got to take this seriously. If I want to get up to the level of XYZ artists that I'm looking up to and they're doing, doing the work that they want to or building an audience or a following or that kind of thing, there's got to be like a real focus on on learning how to learn. So do you think there's going to be kind of, you know, for the beginning artist or creative or whatever, mm. it's going to be a longer period before they can start to make an income or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I think there's going to be different opportunities to make an income, mm. right? It, because, okay, let's say, uh, let's just go for it, what I reckon people mm. should do mm. if they're uh, an artist starting out. I think you should really start to be thinking about building an audience of, or getting people around you that like you as a person mm. or like the way that you present the information. Mm-hmm. Secret time, a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing on Instagram is not groundbreaking. It's not new information. Unfollow. Unfollow. Don't. No, please don't. <laughs> is I've found that people like the way that I explain things, mm. right? It's coming through my lens, right? So- I think there's going to be a more of an, an importance on marketing yourself, mm. right? So in tandem with your art skills, it's because it was – see, I, yeah, I don't even like what I just said there. It's like, oh, get better faster. It's mm. like, oh, fucking, yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for the fucking uh, – for the advice. Just get like, good. Yeah, just get good fucking fast. Hurry up. But it's like I think content creation, mm. marketing yourself, being able to convey ideas. Yeah having those skills in tandem with your artwork and as you're progressing and, and growing, I think are going to be super important mm. um, and could be a way to once, like, not even, there's not even going to be a point in time where once you get good, now it's all going to yeah. work out. You yeah. know what I mean? I think there's a misconception of that as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got to get good enough to, de- to then what? Mm. Like, what's the goal here, right? And I don't want to make it sound like it's, oh, now you have to figure out content creation now i have to figure out my get excited about it get excited about cool i get to share my ideas but now it's like more important to like put that up in the priority list Mm. figuring out this new like quote unquote like new world of being more personal with my artwork or being more personal with what i'm Mm. what i'm putting out there and being more personal doesn't even mean being in front of a camera Mm. figure out the way that you want to share your ideas it might be through writing and drawing or art it might be through audio and drawing or art or 3D or whatever you're doing, like any creative thing. So I think the focus on marketing yourself and building a, a quote-unquote brand, I guess, mm. is going to be more important because that way, if you can do that, mm. then you're going to figure out how to find the people that care about the work mm. to get those first freelance jobs. Yeah, you know? So it, it really helps that instead of – might let's say there's this big pool mm-hmm. all right, of people willing to pay – Pre-AI, mm-hmm. right? Pre-AI, there's this big pool of people that were willing to pay and support artists that were starting out. Mm-hmm. Say AI comes in and cuts that in half, right? Now you've got to reach those people somehow, right? So it's going to be more about reach and getting to those people and cutting through and being yourself mm. more so than just, hey, I'm an artist. 
$25 for a portrait. Yeah. That is where the the shift is going to be, I think. Do you think it's almost like a a repositioning artists need to do? You know, like when you talk about positioning and marketing, Mm. instead of positioning yourself as a commodity, you know, as Yeah, you need to decommoditize yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think definitely. Mm. And it's going to be hard because, I mean, I didn't get into pushing pixels around because I love talking to people. I didn't get into I'm not in sales. I'm not like a like I guess I like <laughs> it's a skill yeah. to be able to talk to people. I can kind of fake it. It's kind of a facade I put on <laughs> in a sense. Like in a public setting. Yeah. I can act like an extrovert-ish, right? But it's learnt. Hmm. It's a learnt skill. And I'm not trying to say I'm fake, but it's like my default mode is, I guess, introvert. Like I, I don't get energy from doing networking events oh, or, no. or going or doing sales or talking to people. My energy comes from when I'm alone and uh, just doing it quiet mm. and, and getting in flow and doing my thing, right? So I guess you could say I think it's on a spectrum, introvert, extrovert, whatever. Mm. But it's, you, there, there is a skill to being able to talk to other people. And this comes back to the communication stuff that you're in, you're really interested in and good at as well. Mm. I think people are going to have to learn more about that side of things. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's going to be one of the big differentiators is yeah. your soft skills. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're saying, do you know how to market yourself to others, whether that's a studio, whether that's you know followers or whatever? Mm. Are you able to do that in a way where you can differentiate yourself from an AI? No, if you can just be replaced by an AI, of course you'll be replaced by an AI. Yeah. You know? So find a way to be more than something that's replaceable by an AI. Yeah. And I do think that, yeah, communication and being able to present yourself as a problem solver. You no, know, mm. I solve problems with art. Yeah. And to say to your studio or to your potential clients, if you're a freelancer or something, you know, yeah, you can, you can go with an AI. Yeah. If you want, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. But you go with me, like you get yeah. this, you get this, you know, I, I will be able to better understand your needs. Mm-hmm. Not like an AI is, you know, I can understand your business problems better than AI. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the big things, I think, mm. because I think there's so much fear. You know, I have a few artist friends mm. who are hating AI, <laughs> hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they... It's interesting. I think that you have more artist friends than I do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, to me, it's just like, this is just how the world is. Like, Yeah, it is what it is. Ro- You've got to roll with it. It's, I think be very stoic about it. Yeah. It is what it is. How do you move forward with it? There's no, like, there's, there is literally no point getting upset about it if there's nothing you can do. Yeah. As I said, nothing wrong with if there's injustices being done with the copyright, fuck yeah, rail against that. That's mm. all good, right? But in your day-to-day life, and if you're concerned, like if you're concerned about your livelihood, at least for me in my personal life, the best way to feel better mm. if I'm concerned about something like my future or th- take action, mm. do something about it. Don't ruminate on what if or the future, because that's like. Anxiety, right? Mm. Worrying about the future. Yeah, it's all what what's going to be. What if it's the the what if? Fucking, it's the devil. 
<laughs> the what if devil. <laughs> yeah, I always say all anxiety is in anticipation. Yeah. If you're in the moment, you can't be anxious. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about, you know, what ifs, like you're saying, and uncertainty. Yeah. The future. And yeah, with this AI stuff, like, I think a good way to reframe it is how can you use it? You know, mm. I think that's kind of an untapped thing. Because mm. a lot of people are like, you know, how do we make it go away, which isn't going to happen. No. But it's like, how can you use it to help you? Yeah. And that's how, like, in programming, tools like Copilot and stuff, mm. they're able to help me program. Yeah. Because I have an idea of what I want. It helps me kind of build the skeleton of what I'm trying to build. Mm. Takes away some of the tedious tasks because yeah. a lot of programming is about doing tedious tasks. Mm -hmm. So I can focus more on the higher level aspects of programming. Yeah. You know, how to structure certain things and all of that. I think it is a little bit different than the development side of things, though, because mm. there is more of an argument, I guess, that it could replace some artists, like mm. if you're just talking about visual art. And I think there's even more stuff on the in the news about it because it's visual as yeah. well. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot more about it because it's like, oh, this is what it spit out, and it took like 20 seconds. But I mean, even, I was even listening to this podcast. I can't remember what the podcast was, but everyone's getting sick of these fucking AI profile pictures. There's oh, only so many like – People in fucking astronaut suit, yeah. like it's just the same shit over and over and over again. You know what I think it is? Go. I think it's acceptable makeup. It's Go like, on. It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like because a lot of the people using, you know, you got men and women using it. Yeah. It's like, it's a picture which mm. is like perfect. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the imperfections or anything. It's uh, like it's right. like makeup. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For all of the audience. Yeah. In whatever situation. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, to me, like, I find there's something unesthetic about it. I don't, yeah, I don't like it from a, necessarily that from an aesthetic yeah. point. Like, it doesn't do it for me personally. Mm. And it, a really good analogy I heard was it's like you figured out this magic trick and you're super excited about this magic trick. Then you realize that everyone else within the same week has figured out the same magic trick. <laughs> and then everyone's sharing the magic trick. So then it's no longer magic and no one gives a shit because everyone knows mm. about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of the allure to it has kind of been lost. It's just like, yeah, oh, here's another fucking pull you down out of the app, put your face in it and away you go. Which is funny because it's like when you think about the technological progress, it is fairly amazing. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. But it's yeah. so quick how, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's the thing we can do next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's It's nuts. But, yeah, I guess going back to – at least from me. And this is stuff I was going to do regardless of AI, mm. right? Because, I mean, as you said, we're more entrepreneurial, quote, unquote, fucking hate that word. But try and like – I was even talking to um, people at the CDW thing last night. I think there's, there's still this inbuilt idea of what a career is. Yeah. You've got to do this one thing. You go and work on for this one company and you do this one thing, right? I personally think, and this is a completely biased because it's my opinion, but and, and what I want to do, and it's my life, right? <laughs> so don't tell me what to do. It's my life. Yeah. I think there's so much opportunity coming. I mean, it's right here. The opportunity is right now, mm. but even in the future, to build your own thing, mm -hmm. to diversify your income and take the income into your own hands. Don't be reliant. I mean, I'd be shitting myself if I was reliant only on – 
a studio job. Yeah, if or you any job. If you spent, you know, four or six years in school yeah. to learn how to draw and then this AI thing comes out, which is like, oh look, I can write I can do it five words and now it's like doing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you might be scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean whether that's whether that's warranted being scared, I don't know or not, because as I said, I've not worked in the studio. But yeah. I think figure out how to build your own fucking build your own shit, right? Mm. There's nothing more rewarding than doing that. There's no better sense of like cuz cuz I'm still in the in the beginning of the process, like quote unquote the beginning of figuring this all out cuz mm. it's yeah, I've made some money from it only only very recently. How sustainable is that in the long term? How is it? So there's a lot of still questions up in the air for me. But there's nothing more fulfilling than creating your own thing, building the audience and taking that responsibility of your income and your livelihood into your own hands mm. because then the sky is really the limit. It's not like, okay, how much am I going to get paid if I'm a, a concept artist working in this position Then I've got to do this for a couple of years then I've got to stretch that the movie does well so then I get something good on my portfolio. So mm. then fuck all that. Like personally, doesn't interest me. And in like I would love to work for a studio like if I, if I want to, you know what mm. I mean? It's, I don't want to be reliant mm. on – I've got to do this and work with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. I want to figure out how do I do this? How how do I make my own way as an artist? And I think there's got to be a like a shift and a, and a, an understanding that there's so many options, mm -hmm. particularly with social. Like you might not like social media, but it's it's here as well. Utilize it mm. as best you can, right? Only use it for business. Only like you don't have to be on it. Right. That's pretty much what I do. I'm just business and the occasional TikTok death scroll <laughs> late at night. If I go to post and I'm like, oh, that's a funny one. That's a funny one. Fucking half an hour later. Shit. <laughs> but that's what, like, that's my thoughts on AI or not. Mm. Figure out a way to create your own IP, your own intellectual, intellectual property, and bring yourself into your work. Because it just brings that responsibility into your hands, and then you can do contract work, and then you can do this and that if you want to to sort of supplement your income. But at least for me, that's my goal. Do you think that's one of the big reasons people are worried about this? Is that it's something has just been dropped into the world, which is going to basically replace what they're already doing? Yeah, and then you know it's out of their hands essentially, yeah. and then now that they don't have control over their destiny or their perceived control, mm. right? Because, I mean, do they really have control? Because, I mean, particularly in the game development space, people getting laid off fucking here, there, and everywhere. Whole yeah. teams are just being cut. Mm. It can be a very volatile sort of industry from what I understand. But, it's yeah, it is that feeling of like, oh, fuck. Now I've got to figure out what to do. Because I had, I had all these thoughts as well when it first came out. It's mm. like, shit, is anyone going to give a crap about wanting – to learn to draw, like how am I going to make money if no one wants to learn how to draw? Mm. I think that's very unfounded because I don't know. Personally, I, I don't think that's really going to go away. But I'm diversifying my skill set. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm going to be learning 3D. I'm going to be doing the concept for 3D. Then I'm going to be learning animation. And in the process of this, I'm going to be sharing the whole process. Mm. So I'll be building an audience as I go. But is it? It's tough because I can't talk for everyone. I yeah. can't give everyone this, the right answer 
what's the best for your specific situation. Mm. But just something to think about, maybe. Where's your specific, uh, your superpower, I guess, Yeah. on top of your skills in art mm. or your creative thing that can really bring your humanity or your your personal voice into what you're putting out into yeah, the world? Yeah, I think that's important because and I think that's one of the things that maybe a lot of people don't realize about themselves is that their own experience mm. is unique and they see things through their own lens, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. You know, because someone out there might have a similar experience to you and they'll be inspired or they'll be like, you know, they'll be able to relate to you in that way. Mm. And that's something that is unique to you. Yeah. And with this whole thing, like I think one of the problems is that maybe artists or whoever, they're almost like ranking themselves as if there's a whole list of every artist and then you have to kind of move up, you know, all the artists' lists it. are like yeah. ranked by skill. Yeah. You know, and you have to move up yeah. that ladder or whatever, and then AI is like taking away. It's you know, just like cut off the whole bottom row. Yeah, yeah, it's all gone, <laughs> it's and it's just, just like, like the yeah. top, you know, ten percent or whatever. Yeah, but I think if you're thinking about yourself as an artist that is judged on that ladder, then you, yeah. you've got to reposition yourself so that you're not one of those artists. Yeah. You're on a you're on your own ladder. Yeah, next to it. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on a different wall, leaning up against a different wall. Yeah. You're not even on a ladder. You're on a fucking jetpack. It's fucking going all over the place, right? Is, but there is some truth to like the kind of ladder thing. Definitely in the um, industry, like the quote unquote industry artist, you've got to be at a, a proficient level again to solve the problem of the studio. But you'll also see that even on that ladder, it's not like the top artists get like compensated the most, right? Sometimes you'll see like people in the middle being compensated more, or people at the top like not. Not, not. Noticed. I wouldn't say in the uh, in the studio setting, but in yeah. the the quote unquote art setting. Yeah, you got people that are making a fuck ton of money. Yeah, that if you it doesn't necessarily like objectively speaking doesn't correlate to the skill level of somewhat like the grades. Exactly. Yeah, right. Which is awesome as well. Yeah, because you know why? Because they can market themselves. They build an audience, and it was a part of their strategy to continue to build that audience and uh, fucking hats off, to, uh, hats off to them. That's what mm. I'm trying to do, right? So I think, yeah, and even with different creative industries, writing, development, I'm seeing more and more people hopping on YouTube, Twitch, live streaming things, putting more of themselves mm. out into the world with uh, how they're thinking about things. And that can be like infectious as well because I always see like I've been, if I'm having like a shit day or like a, art block or whatever i just hop on youtube sometimes I'll, and then I'll, all right, I'll throw on this live stream mm. i'll throw on this youtube channel and that can just get me out of a funk mm. just from someone's energy of mm -hmm. how they're explaining things or their excitement behind things i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna go let's go and draw let's go come on let's go cool and then six hours later i'm just like cool i'm glad i did that mm. kind of thing so yeah it's essentially we don't know what the future is going to bring. Essentially, we have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. But I think AI art or not, yeah. regardless, I think bringing yourself and your humanity, your superpower, quote unquote, into the content, or well, not even the content, but the, the work that you're producing, building an audience, mm -hmm. or, or, try, or figuring out and thinking about ways that you can diversify your income and bring it into your own hands, I think. Personally, for me, that's the way I'm going. AI or not. Yeah. 
And it, it, it can sound daunting, but just like with everything, at least for me, when I say it, start really small. Mm. What does that look like for you? Start putting out small bits of content, right? It's, I mean, listen to our previous episodes on doing that stuff. And is it, because we're like, we're not just saying this because we are trying to do it ourselves. Like, we started a freaking podcast because we're like passionate about this, because mm. we talk about this stuff regardless outside of the podcast it's it's an interesting topic and yeah i think it's going to be be more and more uh more and more in like the norm that people are going to start doing this sort of stuff that we're yeah. trying to do and yeah if we can help out in any way just just by sharing our experience that'll be sick yeah like you're saying like i think it's all about connection mm. and with this whole thing this building an audience it allows you to connect with others mm. and that's something that is unique to you yep. you're able to connect in your unique way yep and that's how you can be on your own ladder or your jetpack yeah and that's it there's no one else on that jetpack because it's only room for one yeah that's it <laughs> they're bloody expensive yeah that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh a actually a couple of good resources if you need a bit a bit more inspiration if we haven't been giving you the kick that you need there's one um by austin cleone share your work hmm fantastic book that'll get you wanting to sort of start sharing your your work and also uh, tribes by seth godin very good book as well so a couple there that uh, i would recommend what's that about just finding your tribe essentially yeah more or less yeah i don't need to don't need to read it now that's pretty much it <laughs> just find your tribe <laughs> no but it's more like short like essay it's a very short book the tribes mm. one i think uh even Share Your Work isn't a super long one either, mm. but it's just filled with good little things. Like if you're ever having troubles like, man, I don't know if like my stuff's good enough or how am I going to even do this whole like build an audience sort of thing. Like mm. one, throw in a couple of episodes and make now think later, right? Two, check out those books. So I believe it's, yeah, Share share Your Work or Share something. Just look up Share Your Work, Austin Cleone. He's mm -hmm. the same guy that did It's Still Like an Artist, another fantastic book, mm -hmm. um, and Tribes by Seth Godin. That's uh, a good couple of books mm. if you're interested. You know, if we want to finish up, mm -hmm. what's, what is the patented make now, think later advice? Diversify your skill set. Build your audience. Be more than just an artist. Mm. Think about the things that you can control. Yep. AI is coming no matter what. Yep. Not really much you can do about Stoic it. Stoic about it. That's yeah. what it is. Adapt in the changing world. Mm -hmm. Get really good about learning how to learn as well. Yeah. Get curious. Like if you can reframe it as in like, oh, now I have to do this. Instead of thinking about it like that, thinking about like, oh, I get to do this now because it's more like higher on the priority list. I've always wanted to maybe start understanding a bit about marketing or putting my stuff out there like, now, there's a real reason behind it because I want to put out my personal brand more so now than ever. Mm -hmm. All right. So, okay. I think that's it. All right. So, uh, good luck in the new AI art or AI world. Yeah. Everyone. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not. I'm not worried. Like, it is like whatever will happen will happen. Yeah. And we're going to be doing this podcast for the foreseeable however long. So we'll keep you updated with how we're tackling certain things and solving problems. And if the AI art stuff starts doing certain things, you can always come back to us and see what we're doing. 
Unless we've been replaced by AI. Yeah, yeah. Funny thing, this is all AI. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten really good. Um, but yeah, put your future into your own hands. There you go. Without sounding fucking preachy, you do what you want. I'm not your dad, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what that's what I'm doing. Yeah, taking into our own hands and yeah, just keep, have some keep moving. Yeah, that's it. All Making right. now and thinking later. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one.